Hello all and welcome to yet another edition of uh, hrtech.sg's Tech Talks, where we talk to subject matter experts on all aspects of the realm of HR technology. Uh, today, extremely delighted to host uh, Daniel Callaghan, um, founder and CEO of Veramark. Veramark is actually a fast-growing global player in the pre-employment screening and blockchain identification market. He launched the startup in 2019 and uh, has since then grown it into a Series A funded uh, firm. They recently raised uh, $8.5 million in Series A equity round. In fact, they had also raised uh, about $2.8 million as part of the seed round last year. Um, today, we're going to be talking about the evolving trends in the talent acquisition tech space uh, with Daniel. Thanks again for joining us, Daniel. No, thank you for having me, Shriya. Great to, great to reconnect. Perfect. And uh, congratulations on the recent fundraise. Uh, that indeed is a milestone in Veramark's journey. Isn't it so? Yeah, no, it's, it's great. But uh, as you say, I mean, it's just a milestone, uh, not the destination. So uh, a long way to go with, with lots more hard work to come. Fantastic. Um, so that's where we start off. So when are the funds getting invested into? Is it for expanding into newer markets or for creation of new service offerings? Yeah, so as you said, Veramark is a global pre-employment screening business. Uh, that is to say that we help companies do the necessary checks on people who are going to join their team, even to make sure that they have the right level of integrity or the right credentials, or that they're not in breach of any regulatory requirements. Uh, such things as education, employment, academic, criminal credit checks, uh, we're able to offer across 150 countries uh, and really provide a seamless and high quality digital experience. It was because of that that we were able to raise the funds and why we've been able to consistently win business. And say so we're, we're certainly the fastest growing business in our sector across APAC, uh, for sure. Uh, for us, the, the ongoing investment will really continue to be doing lots more of the same. And it's, it's really doubling down on the product. Uh, you know, we have a, a unique view of how the world and people's own verified data should be accessible and be shared. Uh, and that's where the blockchain angle comes in from a digital credentials perspective. Uh, but equally, we massively believe in you know, really trying to take customer service and customer excellence to another level. Uh, and by customers, we, we equally um, hold in mind the, the various stakeholders, which are both the employment agency or the employer and the candidate. And we really want that, that experience to be as, as, as easy and frictionless and uh, efficient as possible so that everyone gets the best outcome. And for us, you know, the, uh, the whole core of the investment is, is, is really going to, to achieve that goal, whether that's through investing in more technology or investing in, in, in more customer service teams or uh, all of the areas. Um, from a market perspective, we are already as an offering a global service, but for us, the key markets are you know, really focused around some of the largest ones in, in APAC and, and Southeast Asia. Um, the, and again, for, you know, I think again, it's just about dominating that, right? So we, we will own uh, or try and own the, the Singapore market. We will try and then own you know, the Australian market or the UK market. Uh, we don't want to spread ourselves too thinly. You know, we'll save that for, you know, for Series B next year where we can really start to you know, tackle the world. Uh, but for right now, you know, again, there's a billion dollars in, in spend in pre-employment screening uh, just in APAC alone. So it's not like you have to go too far to be able to find an attractive market. 
that you know that Veramark, because again, it's, it's superior technology and experience can can easily capture some market share. Fantastic. Uh, completely agree with you on the uh, growth potential in Asia Pacific. But what are the key challenges in terms of uh, market or talent challenges that your clients are facing right now? I think, uh, you know, as, as always, there's a variety of challenges that they have, right? They are, the world is still trying to uh, work out what their own shape or future of work should look like. And so there's all these, these residual problems with, with COVID and the, the much hyped great resignation and people not wanting to come back to, to the office and therefore if being forced to come back to the office the 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 exodus of staff or the levers and so forth so you know right now a lot of companies are really faced with just this this talent quandary of how do i get my people back engaged how do i get them back in the office and how do i get them really excited uh, about working for me or how do we transition to make this new world of working a permanent feature uh, in our in our operating model, uh, and I think that that's still taking up a huge amount of time for, for HR leaders and certainly for for people and culture professionals who are you know really the the the, the champions for for sort of the employee rights and, and how they can get represented across the firm. Yeah, the the second strand is obviously there, there continues also to be uh, you know a very strong. Uh, shortage of talent in certain sectors. Uh, you know, we've we've seen. Um, you know, everyone knows about the tech talent shortage uh, and how that is taking on. You've heard stories about the airlines and therefore the chaos that's caused around the world. Uh, and again, you know, that is obviously one because of the you know the acceleration in new skills and uh, and the you know the the rapid demand versus what is a uh, somewhat antiquated education system in terms of preparing people for the talent. Uh, but again, it's also created by this societal shift in people changing or choosing how they want to work and you know, becoming you know, a growing number of uh, independents or entrepreneurs or, or you, know, you know, people who are starting their own being self-employed as opposed to having to go back to the, to the corporate grind, uh, if you will. Uh, and I think, you know, it's those two sort of opposing forces around, you know, you know, retention of my own staff, as well as, you know, how do I acquire the new talent that, you know, again, are going to be top of the agenda for uh, a, a lot of people. And, uh, underneath that, you've probably, you know, then you've got sort of sub issues, right? If inflation's going through the roof, uh, you know, how, how, do we, how do we price that into, into salaries and reviews when you know, we can't do so without raising our prices to the end clients and therefore you know, ultimately creating a vicious circle uh, of unprofitability for the customers? For the clients, right? The company itself. Um, so yeah, it's, it's it's a really interesting dynamic for for internal HR teams and, and talent acquisition teams at the moment because you know there's there's a lot there's a lot of uh, you know tides against them. Sure, uh, there are multiple issues to grapple with, as you rightly said, retention of talent and also acquisition of new talent. Managing both this is, is a huge challenge. Now, since you manage the workplace accelerator, one of the uh, reasons cited by most companies that people are quitting is that um, because there are a lot of investors chasing these uh, talented individuals to start up, right? And so they are actually quitting to become entrepreneurs. And and so there is a lot of pressure on HR teams to create entrepreneurial culture within the organization to retain these folks. So very valid points that you cited, uh, Dan. Coming to Veramark, right? One of the key aspects that we have found across HR tech segment is that 
there is a, a resistance hesitation to invest in hr tech solutions by enterprise clients okay uh, why do organizations hesitate to invest in hr tech i mean yeah, i wish i could uh, i wish i knew the answer to that right i mean it would be a it would certainly help our sales process if we if we really really did yeah i think i think it's certainly cultural i mean it's obviously not entirely systemic uh the the acceptance of hr tech is, is much more uh commonplace in 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 countries like america or, or the uk um yeah i think it comes down to a couple of components right it's, it's the perception of hr uh, and an understanding of how uh to frame the use case for hr tech and unfortunately there are many organizations still uh, uh across the region who have a an older school mindset to to what human resources what people management what talent management is really about and you know it, it's often still very much confined to to people and politics and payroll right? and, uh and that's not you know certainly in today it is far expanded that and you know it's trying to work you know they, they, there's a real question therefore around when they bring in this technology well it's just another addition of cost right they don't see talent as the strategic advantage that it could be they don't see talent management as the strategic uh advantage that it could be uh, you know they don't see talent acquisition as the strategic differentiator that could ultimately then drive those you know those other two as well um you know and as long as that main mindset remains then you know everyone's happy with the status quo and we'll all just punch a ticket on a friday to to say we've clocked in and clocked out right it's 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 easy to to do um then you have the people who do understand that they want it and they're, they're, the hr teams get enthusiastic about it but it's about how do you quantify there for the benefit how do you build out the the business case do you, you know can you show that by doing the engagement survey we can reduce retention by or rather increase retention by five percent and then you know the final step of that calculation is well that saves us x dollars in productivity or rehiring or lost uh you know, lost brain power and often the the journey seems to stop with all oh, you know that's a cool tool i'd like to use it when presenting it further up the uh, the hierarchy if you will then it's you know the 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 business case isn't fully fleshed out to really drive home actually this is a you know you know, a penny saved is a, you know, is a penny you don't have to earn and this will say you know this can actually you know, not only increase productivity but would also you know, overall save us a lot of money in terms of replacing uh you know great great team people fantastic there are a lot of reasons that clients usually cite on the perception of high costs uh of hr tech in fact uh with the SaaS model rates have actually come down per head right and then you have lack of uh digital skills of the hr teams and all of those but uh what i would really like to agree with you is this is the key reason which most uh hr teams have been citing is that they are unable to present a strong business case with dollars and cents um representing the business case to the leadership team they have been yeah. talking only the hr terms and the cfo and the ceo don't understand anything apart from dollars and cents so spot on i think uh, very well agree with you on that yeah. that's well. equally the 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 vendors folks right so it's you know it's our job it's it's our counterparts in the industry's job to to help educate uh, and provide those sort of calculations and and data points to to you know to the various stakeholders in the buying process so uh you know, 
it is obviously an education process on both sides and one that ultimately it just takes time but and you, you know as you've seen i'm sure through the evolution and you know significant rise in, in traffic that goes through hr tech sg that uh, there, there is a growing interest we know there's a growing appetite for these sort of solutions and as the economies become more buoyant and you know, business is profitable and so forth and they they you know the the next generation of workers come in who are demanding a digital experience or a digital onboarding experience you know, very quickly companies will have to shift whether they like it or not fantastic i mean incidentally that was my next question in terms of how do you help your client hr teams get buy-in from the leadership i think you answered it saying you really have to work with them in in presenting in strengthening their business case right i mean are there uh, uh, any other aspects where you work with them I think it's just how do you remove friction uh, along the way? So again, at, you know, at Verimark, we know there are you know, three or four personas, if you will, that we have to address throughout the larger account, and uh, and we know they all have very different values and interests. As you say, the CFO wants the dollars and cents. The IT security guy wants to know that you're going to be data compliant and uh, and not get him in trouble. The HR wants to know that the candidate is going to be looked after. Uh, and I think it's about having the, the collateral or the sales enablement or the material to really, again, make sure that each of those can have those questions answered uh, as quickly as possible um, with as much credibility as, uh, you know, or accuracy and, and, and data proof behind it, evidence uh, as possible. And if you can start doing that, then obviously, again, it just uh, it shortens, uh, it reduces the agitation for all. Okay, so which pushes us to us, the last question of the session, right, uh, Dan? Uh, key aspect is uh, how do we ensure the HR teams become more data driven and tech savvy, right? So, from your perspective of working with startups, enterprises, what would be your uh, suggestion or advice? Be? Uh, I think it's it's a it's a really interesting question. The way Veramark uh, approaches, or the way I think you approach it, is really by trying to build. Um, when it comes to tech savviness, is really trying to build a, a broader awareness of the HR tech ecosystem. Uh, so as you mentioned, we also run the Workplace Accelerator, which is a, a global program dedicated to early stage HR tech ventures that also um, brings with it a, a global mentor network of HR leaders uh, who then get exposed to those new ideas, who get exposed to the, the benefits that uh, business, you know, the HR tech can bring, uh, and it starts to open their mind or you know, increase the level of curiosity uh, for them all. Uh, and I think that's the, you know, it's just that consistent education and realizing that actually this is a, uh, you know, a lasting and enduring trend that you know, is, is proven to you know, work elsewhere and you know, could do the same for your, for your business. Um, you know, from the, the data driven, again, I think it's, it's interesting to see how many, again, you look at, you know, there's a very large rise in people analytics tools out there now, right, whether it's Visio or Lattice and so forth. Uh, and I think, or things like Charthop and so forth, which can get, you know, give you a real view of sort of your, your own organizational overlay or analytics is what, you know, one here in, in, in Asia and, and you know, Orgtomic is another good one that's just coming onto the market. Um, you know, so there, there's a lot of tools in now that are actually just building the, the data in, right? Because we can't expect HR to become mathematicians overnight. And it's, uh, and it's the, I think, you know, as, uh, as they start to see or as the tools enable them to understand the different ways in which you can overlay these, uh, these data points and understand actually what's going in with an organization, 
I think that muscle will, will naturally grow within the function. Uh, and people will start to, again, as long as there isn't, then they start to tie back to results, they'll know where to, to start optimizing it for. Um, you know, unfortunately, I don't think we can send all, you know, all the HR leaders back to school um, you know, to work it out. So again, it needs to be a bit more proactive on the vendor side to, to really help them un, un, unmask or unbox uh, and really take full advantage of the, the, the richness of the data that a lot of these tools are, are collecting. Fantastic. That's a valid point. It's really going to be difficult to uh, train HR professionals, mid-career HR professionals to become more data-driven and tech-savvy, but the products can be really enhanced to provide those features and it's up to the HR tech providers to ensure that the, these features are communicated clearly to the HR team so that they are able to leverage it uh, to the maximum. Thank you very much for joining us uh, in this session of uh, Tech Talks, uh, Daniel, and congratulations again to you and to the Vermark team for the Series A equity round. Uh, wishing you many more milestones in the years to come and hope to uh, host you in another session of Tech Talks. Thanks very much. Look forward to it. Cheers. Cheers.